Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Okay, uh, hang on and welcome to this uh, special New Year's edition, um, or the eve of New Year's edition of uh, SFP Now and... Genretainment. Genretainment. Sorry, I missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> right right here on Sci-Fi Pulse Radio. And we've got some special guests with us uh, today. Um, um, obviously, Marts and Junior joining us from Genretainment, as as always. But we've got some. We've got. We, we've invited some people back that we like so much. We just thought we'd have them back. So yeah, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Jeff Burns uh, from Super Geeked Up. Happy to be here, back doing the, this year-end show, and happy birthday to Ian. And I'm Catherine Dow, a collaborator with Marks and Jeff on our recent book, Dragons of a Different Tale. Mm-hmm. Cool. That, that's that's actually the first book we've got. We've got into that. Um, um, for those that don't that, that that haven't listened to us before, um, Dragons of a Different Tale is a new anthology book that was released uh, back in November, and it's a really good book. Uh, 17 different writers, um, 17 different... 18 writers. Marks and I co-wrote a short story. Yeah, throws everybody off. (laughs) (laughs) 17 stories, 18 authors. (laughs) Okay, 17 stories um, and 81 authors. (laughs) (laughs) We need to have kids co-write next time and be like uh, 17 and a half. (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, it's a it's a great book. Um, I recommend you guys check it out. It's available now to buy on Amazon, um, and hopefully by the time this show goes out, it'll be available to buy as a paperback. Yep, it is. It's available at Barnes and Nobles too. Yeah, you can get it on you paperback, paperback Barnes and Noble. There. Yeah, they'll they'll deliver it within a week. So we we have some people have already got their books. Yep, and so I got my copy. It looks great. <laughs> Okay, well, what we're going to do in this show is um, normally we do um, a top five best of TV and movies and and, uh, whatever else. Um, Well, this year we're doing it a bit differently. We're just going to do a top two and maybe we'll do one one honorable mention for each thing and uh, we'll take it from there. So... Um, what what do you do? You guys want to start on TV or film? Start movies, okay? TV. Oh. Okay, <laughs> movies is fine. Whatever. Let's do no, movies. No, it's your show. Just do TV. Let's do movies. Let's That's do fine. movies. Yeah, I like movies. <laughs> 
Let's do movies first. That's probably easy. TV is so much. There's so much TV. There's less movies. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not I'm not completely decided on my TV yet. No, I can't. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I I really can't. There's just too many. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll go with movies first. Uh, who who would like to go first? Not all at first. Well, everyone, don't jump in at once. <laughs> Here, I'll go first then. Um, so it was tough to pick. Well, and super tough. There wasn't like that many movies, but. Uh, there was a few different ways I could have went with it. Um, you know, so I went with The Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Not Squad. Not to be confused with the... Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Because I, I liked the bold vision and style to it that Gunn brought. And it was, uh, I mean, it's pretty violent, but it was mm-hmm. very true to the comic books. And, uh, you know, and... Uh, it can't be too bad if even I can watch it. That's true. And I think there was a lot of really good scenes and complex storytelling there i i love i'm disappointed by a lot of the dc movies but uh but this one did not disappoint me yeah. i enjoyed it quite a bit so um doesn't mean i want all of them to have that style or anything but yeah. it worked really well for the the suicide, suicide squad, squad. <laughs> and then i would have to say for me and i'm sure some of you probably have one or more of these picks it was kind of like a three-way tie in a way because i just love marvel and it's tough to pick between them uh so like Eternals that just came out recently, Shang-Chi and Black Widow. I like them all a lot for very different reasons. They're very different movies. Uh, I think Eternals is probably would, would inch it the way to the top a little bit just because it's so different. I have a vision from the other Marvel movies and has so much potential for the future if they if they keep making them. Uh, but they were all really, really excellent in their own ways. So Yeah, I've not seen Eternals yet. Um, I've seen Shang-Chi and I've seen Black Widow and he enjoyed both those. But not seen Eternals yet. Because um, I'm kind of still weary of going to the cinema a little bit. Well, for me, the, I'm, I'm kind of... Well, I mean, Marks and I obviously, for the most part, watch the same movies. <laughs> so it's yeah. hard to Unless get it's a Hallmark huge... movies. She watches a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, she watches those. It's, uh, it's hard <laughs> to get a huge amount of variety. I, I would have to pick um, top two plus honorable mention. I'm not sure exactly how I'd order it, but I would say The Suicide Squad, Shang-Chi, and Black Widow. You not not Eternals? The... No, I, I honestly, I liked it, but I liked the other three better, to be honest. Okay. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I, I thought as far as Marvel movies go, I liked Shang-Chi and I liked, it's funny because Black Widow was always like, I always thought the weakest character in the Avengers, like she just, they didn't do anything. She just sat around, she just stood around and posed and stuck out her lips and her butt and her boobs and she didn't really do much of anything for most of the movies. Um, With her little pistols. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she just was so wasted. I mean, it was, she was such a wasted, wasted character that um, when they finally did the Black Widow movie, uh, it was funny, they did poke fun at the whole posing thing. Um, I, I, I liked her better. I mean, honestly, I like her sister better than her, but, um, but I, I just thought that it finally, I mean, it took them long enough to actually make her a real character character and uh she she did you know i mean when they finally were like oh we'll actually write her like an actual character she was she was good <laughs> you know and then shang chi was just really fantastic i mean i there's just so much great about that movie i couldn't and yeah the suicide squad was just it was really brilliant to be honest i mean and i i mean i just keep going back to the the scene where we see the the violence through from harley quinn's perspective with the flowers the cartoons and everything yeah. i mean it was just so great to get that insight and 
I mean, they made Polka Dot Man really interesting. I know, and Polka Dot Man, whenever at the end, is like, that's your mom. And, you know, it's like everything he sees is his mother. And you see from his, they showed things from the different perspectives. And they were just so, it it was really, it's hard to have an ensemble cast where everybody is that balanced and that good and that interesting. um, But they managed it. I liked how she had uh, learned from her romantic mistakes. Yeah, (laughs) I did too. I mean, honestly, in a way, I would say Harley Quinn's gotten more evolved and and she's she's probably more self-aware than the average person at this Mm -hmm. point. She's just got such a thin grasp on reality. I think Margot Robbie's saw like probably perfect casting for that character. Oh, I mean, she's great. I, I remember her way back when she was in 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 a, an Australian soap that we watch every day here in the UK called Neighbours. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. And she played a character called Donna Friedman. She was a series regular for about two three years, and then all of a sudden she disappeared off the map, and then she was a Hollywood star. <laughs> It's funny how that happens. Happens to a lot of Australian soap actors, though. I mean, a lot of the, uh, you know, Hemsworth, who plays for, he used to be in a soap, you know, an Australian soap called Home and Away. Um, You know, and and Russell Crowe was actually um, in Neighbours. He was basically in maybe one or two episodes of Neighbours as kind of like a bit of a throwaway character. That's amazing. Well, I remember years ago uh, on All My Children, Josh Dumel had a kid, was a regular on there. And I remember telling my mom, I said, I don't think he's going to last very long on this soap. He, seen, he strikes me as uh, he's going to go prime time and maybe movies shortly <laughs> after this. And he did. He didn't stick around nearly as long. I mean, I, I love watching vintage TV shows sometimes to see, oh, yeah. you know, for example, in old episodes of Dangus. Yeah, shocker. I used to watch Dangus. Uh, <laughs> you, had, you had Brad Pitt and he was basically Lucy. He was basically Lucy Ewing's boyfriend for a time. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, for the longest time we thought of George Clooney as the, oh, that cute young fella from uh, Roseanne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, the facts of life and Roseanne mm-hmm. and then ER. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. I love how we're discovering Ian's love of soap operas. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I was just now watching uh, Clint Eastwood on before we came out here to watch this. I was watching him on Rawhide. So you know, it's, it's like his early work. <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny actually because I'm not really a fan of soap operas as such. <laughs> Um, you say that <laughs> but yet just like mark says he's not a fan of soaps or hallmark stuff but he knows about as much about the stuff as i watch as i do because you're watching in the background he watches when calls a heart doesn't he i haven't actually watched that one yeah, i like sorry. a lot of the mystery movies the most yeah they got pretty good mystery movies. they got good mystery movies they, they do have a lot of mystery movies yeah, um, movies and mysteries channel that's my favorite I, I i usually watch most of the mysteries it's kind of mysterious how one can Kind of melds into another. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love is a mystery. <laughs> that said, I do like holiday stuff. I got to be in the mood for it. All right, Who, who's got another picks? Yeah, who's got other picks for movies? Okay, um, I can go next. Go for it. Um, okay, so my favorite, the first choice, is um, this movie called Free Guy. Um, it's kind of a sci-fi comedy, um, but also it's it's uh, speaking of love stories. I, I feel like it was the best romantic comedy of 2021, even though it's you know it also fits under the science fiction category. Um, I've been wanting to watch that. It's to oh, it's so yeah, good. I can't wait it's to watch so it. It's on good. Disney Plus now, so I got to see it. 
Yeah, it's surprising. <laughs> like, it's much better than I thought it would be even. I, I just thought, oh, it'll be some, you know, kind of entertaining. But it actually, I thought, was really clever. Yeah. Did you say it was on Disney Plus now? It is, yep. Oh, wow. Sweet. Guess we're watching tonight. Guess what we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> been on that's what i was told i believe that. yeah it's been yeah. on disney plus for quite a while um i watched it when it first came on disney plus because i'd heard all the hype yeah uh, well it's probably different in britain versus yeah maybe US. okay and what's your other choices the other one okay this is gonna sound a little i, I feel like it's a little basic but i really love dune um i i went into that movie with really low expectations you know i thought the cinematography would be great but otherwise i wasn't i wasn't so sure you know and and i know people have a lot of strong opinions you know, because between the book and the, the earlier yeah. film version, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I really didn't. Um, and you know, my confession is I've never actually read Red Dune. Um, and it's I, I know I it's one of those things I yeah, I, I read it either. Oh, okay, thank you. I've not. I've not. <laughs> I, ha- I had to read it for for Seton Hill. So oh, okay, classic. yeah, it's it's been on my bookshelf for years, and I just can't do it's it. Only so many hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I felt like I was going into that film really kind of like as fresh and sort of un, you know, w- without any particular opinion about how it was supposed to go as you can be, you know, with something that's really got a lot of hype around it. Um, but I, what I loved about it was it's, it's a, it's a fairly long film, but I was, I didn't realize it while watching it. Like, yeah. because it, even though it's slow, they just, they do such a good job of building the tension and anxiety and a feeling of dread, you know, throughout the whole thing. So it was it was very emotionally intense, um, you know, in in my experience. So I just I thought it was fantastic. I was really blown away. Um, so that's my second pick. This isn't Marx's fault. We tried watching it. I fell asleep not even halfway through, and so I've never gotten. <laughs> I, we haven't finished it. I think. I, it, I mean, it seemed. I haven't even told him. I said it was good. It's just it was late. I was tired, and the lights were out. Fair enough. And it was really long. <laughs> I, I I did it. I went to a matinee. So <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better. That's probably a better choice. <laughs> it's like, let's watch a four-hour movie at starting at midnight yeah. and do it in the dark. We, we, yeah, we had HBO Max, so it was, you know, we're and then And then I get the whole, how could you fall asleep? Gee, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try it again. I think if you're well-rested, you will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, we will for sure. Yeah. Um, so you weren't confused at all by anything, right? The world building worked for you? I mean, yeah, I was fine. I had no problem. Okay. Um, so, you know, and I, I, you know, probably people who know it better had very strong opinions about the interpretation, mm-hmm. but, but coming in fairly, you know, knowing the general idea of Dune, but not having, not being, um, you know, a huge fan, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, it was no problem following along. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 uh, the suns, the worms. Yeah. I wish they showed more worms. Worms yeah. and worm poop. Freaking like the worm. You only see the worm like freaking once. Yeah. That we needed more worms. Yeah. Whenever people mention Dune, I'm like, oh, the one where the worm poop is valuable. Like, <laughs> it just, I can't get past that. makes that. sense. It's I a really, planet. Everybody gets poop. high on Off worm poop. Off of worm poop. I'm sorry. I just have a bit of a mental block about people wanting to ingest and otherwise use worm poop. You, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I guess the, the movie was well done because I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, okay. That literally is the very first thing. Anytime mentions, As anyone one mentions Dune, whenever I start watching it, we even at the beginning started watching it. And I'm like, and this is all over giant earthworm poop. 
Like, I just <laughs> cannot wrap my head around it. Yeah. What, what I want to know, because I've not seen it, um, I've, I've seen the original Doom, the, uh, the, the the one that was done in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, uh, the first time seeing that, I thought it was boring. The second time I seen it, I thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because basically it was an age difference. First time I seen it was about 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good movie for 10-year-olds. No, it's not. The second time I seen it, I was probably about sort of like 20-something. But I thought it was interesting, but you know, um, a bit convoluted. Well, it's a pretty yeah. trippy movie. It is. <laughs> yeah. Somebody smoked some worm poop while I... they were making it. <laughs> I watched some of it when I was real little, too, and I was like, this is really bizarre. <laughs> Well, I, I'm wondering, I have to wonder if J. Michael Straczynski got his idea from Nando Mangari from, from, uh, from, from, from the original Doom movie. Maybe. You know, because the styles and, you know, yeah. kind of similar. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Possible. Um, yeah, Doom, that's one I've got to see. Um, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it to come out on, on a rental. Mm. So I can see it. Um, I'm not willing to pay £15 for it um, oh, wow. on, on the uh, cinema rental system. It's that good, they're still HBO Max. For a month, you can watch it. Yeah. Well, we don't. I'm not sure we get a HBO yeah, Max. You may not be able no. to get that there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're getting Disney, and we're going to start getting Paramount Plus uh, sometime next year. So, cool. oh, all right. You gotcha. have to pay extra for that stuff. We have to pay extra for the British stuff. <laughs> um, well, for the Paramount Plus stuff, because I'm a Sky Movie subscriber, which is kind of like our equivalent to HBO, um, mm-hmm. and I'll be getting Paramount Plus for free. Oh, that's good. There you go. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who's next um, all right on, hang on do you have an honorable mention oh you know i had a third one uh but i realized sort of in 2021 time has become very confusing <laughs> the passage of time yeah. and so i picked one that was a perfect honorable honorable mention and then i realized just now i checked and i realized even it, it came out in 2020 and oh, i could have sworn it, anyway. it was go ahead go ahead it's oh, fine okay well, <laughs> okay one of my choices should have came out in 2020. It's wibbly okay. wobbly timey wimey. It's all everything is weird. All right, thank you. <laughs> so I really loved A Quiet Place Part Two. Um, I thought it was um, I thought it was super scary. As a, as a fiction writer, I loved how they told the story with almost no dialogue. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, it was fascinating. I didn't think about it until afterwards that every once in a while they talk, but. But really, it was, you know, the expressions in their face and their body movements and the music. That's when you know great acting. Oh, it was so, so I thought it was just fantastic in terms of storytelling in a different kind of way than, than you normally get. Um, and, uh, and it was scary without it being um, unbearably scary. <laughs> it was yeah. just scary. Normal scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I love anything that really is able to build of that sort of feel, slow feeling of tension over over the, the course of the story. Um, so I thought it did that really well. So mm-hmm. that's my honored, honorable mention. We haven't awesome. we haven't watched the second one yet. No, we there love the first so one. so much stuff to watch. I mean, yeah. we just can't get to it all. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to literally make it a full-time job, and even then it would be a struggle. Yeah, yeah. And I do Supernatural Rewind Yeah, every so month we're wa- for... re-watching seasons of Supernatural at a yeah, time. Yeah, for, for Urban Fantasy Dragon Con track. So. Mm. That takes up some time. <sighs> yeah, it eats up some There's time. There's 15 years of that. <laughs> show went on forever. <laughs> yeah, I think last season that I, I watched all the way through was sort of like season season thirteen. So mm-hmm. I still got two seasons and have to watch of it. Yeah, the last season's kind of disappointing to be honest. But it's hard to mm. do a good last season of anything. It is. And and you know, you just you you watch it for old time's sake at some point. 
All right. Whose turns now? Jeff? Jeff? All right. Uh, my movie. So a couple of these have already been mentioned, but I have a different honorable mention. Um, so I usually talk about Marvel movies and say that they're good, but they never reach greatness. However, my top two actually are Marvel movies mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Um, so Eternals, uh, as Mark's mentioned earlier, Eternals is my number one choice. It was a good, it was a good movie. I love the Eternals. Um, uh, I am Chloe Zhao. I, uh, Zhao did, I think an amazing job writing and directing this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she took 10 different characters, they were all unique. I actually cared about all 10 of them. They all had amazing, I think, good dynamics. I didn't care about all 10. All right. Well, hey, this is my, this is my turn. Give me hey, I didn't, I didn't just do what you guys were talking about, right? I didn't like that. Uh, oh, thanks, Jeff, for your restraint. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like, I, there was a, I really cared about the characters. I thought the acting was great. Uh, the action sequences were really well done. Like, it was just, I think, a really well put together movie. Like, everything worked for me for this movie. Um, so, um, yeah, like, I was, I loved it. Um, very close second is Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a huge martial arts fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie has some of the best martial arts sequences that I've seen in a movie. Uh, uh, I loved the sequence on the bus. That was just yeah. awesome. Yeah. But the, yeah. the bus is the one everyone talks about. And I agree. That mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Uh, for me, though, actually, my favorite one is the first one you see between uh, his a younger version of his father and mother in the forest when they oh, first meet. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is one of the most beautiful sequences I've ever seen in terms of martial arts. Um, it's like romance and martial arts all together. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just phenomenal. I really love the setting of that. You know, the, that, that, that kind of blew me away more than the martial arts, if, I, if, if I'm honest. I mean, yes. martial arts was fantastic. But yeah, the yeah. forest, the leaves swirling around, all that cinematography was great. It's just a beautiful movie. It is. Um, so yeah, so two Marvel movies now, I'm actually, Mark's really, or everybody else, but I mean, Mark's, you and I talk about this a lot. I'm really excited about now. And I usually don't get excited. <laughs> We're good. Yay. Um, do you have an honorable? I do. My honorable mention is No Time to Die, the latest James uh, Bond. I haven't seen it. This is quite possibly the greatest James Bond movie ever made. Mm. Um, it is an amazing send off for Daniel Craig. Craig is fully in his own as James Bond in this movie. He could not be any better. Um, the supporting cast is great. Uh, the story is great. It's a wonderful send off, uh, an emotional send off uh, for Craig as James Bond. Uh, I highly recommend seeing this movie if if you haven't. He's basically much more of a much more of a, a faithful uh, reproduction of um, of you owning twice than you owning a twice movie was of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they borrowed quite heavily from you owning twice the novel. Uh, <laughs> And also some nice, some nice odes to older James Bond stuff, like with the Aston Martin and yeah. their. He actually says a couple puns in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Well, uh, that, that's kind of a nice segue to my top two and uh, my honorable mention because uh, one of my top two happens to be No Time to Die. All right. Um, pretty much for the same reasons. I just think it capped off Daniel Craig's uh, tenure as Bond superbly. Um, and I like the fact uh, that I like the, 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 the storyline, how, how current it was. It kind of isn't surprising that they held it back as long as they did given the uh, you know given what uh Remain Malik's character's plot was and and what he was up to in, in terms in terms of um of, of the um of the nanite virus thing sort of thing we're doing spy almost now i'm afraid <laughs> good job ian yeah, yeah well That's i wasn't cool. but you i guess you are <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I like the, uh, I like the sort of like, um, I just, I just, 
I, yeah, I really liked it, and I thought the I thought the part where they descend upon Hugh when Hugh's waiting for his date to come was hilarious. Yes, that was a, that's a funny scene. Just that, it just had everything. It had a you know it kind of blended the old with the new in a way because it it kind of um it, it wasn't the most grounded of the Daniel Craig films in that you 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 had the uh, that gadget plane that they use. I thought uh, the new 007 was brilliant, and mm-hmm. I thought like you know the, the way that was done was quite respectful. There was a lot of people fearing, oh no, the new Bond's a woman. She's gonna be crap and all this sort of thing. Wait, why did why did you switch to an American accent when you said that? <laughs> Ian. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting. I, I, I don't do accents. <laughs> all right. I guess that I guess his his like dumb fan voice it just sounds American to me. Right. Well, well, you know, I guess it fits. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you had all the haters um, descending on it before the movie even came you know, out. You should never judge until you actually see no, something. Like, Honestly, that's how I watch feel. Watch it first, then yep. say something. Don't. Uh, that's that's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, that's what happened to one of my TV choices I'll get to later. Everyone's hating on it before watching it. I was like, you always watch it first. Then you can hate it all you want. <laughs> <Decent>. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the new 007 was fantastic. Um, I kind of liked the rivalry they had. And then the grudging respect at the end when she gives up her, you know, the, the mantle of 007. You know, that you know, it's really nicely done. Um, and um, I'm not going to spoil the ending, um, but I will say that I wasn't surprised by the ending. I could kind of see it happening because it was the only way that he was ever really going to, you know, be able to see out Daniel Craig's Bond, you know, given given what the character's arc has been throughout throughout the movies. I've never been a huge James Bond fan, although the, I, I will admit to there being ha, having a certain amount of sometimes fun nostalgia for some of the Sean Connery, you know, him as James Bond. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can I can watch a little bit of, the, of that, you know, and it's like, you know, it's Sean Connery and he's being all James Bondy and there's like really bad puns and he's driving a cool car. You know, I mean, there there's something to it a little bit, but they, they all kind of run together for me I, i've just i've never been a huge fan but uh we did watch a couple of the recently like the daniel craig and i thought they were actually pretty good i mean for someone who's never been a huge james bond fan i actually i watched them from beginning to end and was entertained the whole time so <laughs> I, I for me craig's run even though he's not my favorite bond uh though i, I think he's awesome in his movie yeah they've been good the two of his movies skyfall and this one i think rank among the top three bond movies of all time yeah i saw skyfall i remember remember and going oh that's yeah because I, I was like oh, okay we'll watch it i know you want to watch bond and i was like well if it's no if i don't like it i can always just fall asleep or something <laughs> i think it's time to cast someone totally counter type yeah. i think they need david Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> just kidding why isn't it just elba the new james bond oh yeah he'd be Idris, perfect just elba would be fantastic i think he's too old now Idris elba nah. i think maybe maybe 15 years ago no yeah. i'm sorry he's he's still ageless he's in enough. the suicide squad and he was quite good uh, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> i after having just seen him in, in that this year i think he's still got dark tower him. before that and yeah he can million. he he can still do it what was the fast and furious one what was two uh whatever the spinoff was yeah mm. 
there are so up. many. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've, I've, I've enjoyed Idris Elba for years and years. And, and um, I love it. You, do, you don't need to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, he was great in Luthor when he did that show. I mean, you know. I, it, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's got it in him yeah. still, to J- be honest. James Bond to me isn't a young, young No, guy. I wouldn't think he would be that. He, a young, cocky guy is not as sexy as kind of like a more mature, suave, yeah. confident I man. think they even go, when, when they're casting someone, they usually go for someone that's around about 35, 40. Yeah, I think they could get away with a little bit older now. So that so that they can get at least, uh, you know, three to five movies out of them. Yeah, but I think I, I think he's got it in him. Yeah. Well, I know one thing. They're not going to cast a woman as Jane Bond. Um, I mean, That'd was, be cool, though. I'd watch the hell out of that. I don't see why there can't be a spinoff. They, they, they could have, they could have uh, uh, Daniel Craig's uh, on-screen Jane Bond daughter. Well, I mean, 007 is just one of these agents. Why can't they have there's other lots agents? Of, there's many double O's, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, why can't she be another double O agent? Yeah, like they had in like had in this, this movie, they had another double mm-hmm. O. Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, that could be a very profitable franchise that's that's actually a really good idea <laughs> yeah from a business standpoint if you mm. could do double o agent franchise where you can crank out a few movies maybe a, a limited run series on on you know a streaming channel and people put out some books i mean how is this not a profitable yeah yeah you could cross over double o seven with double o you know eight or whatever yeah whatever yeah yep yep i think so well in reality women make excellent spies so. women have made excellent spies <laughs> since like the beginning of time there's a spy well, there's well, an all-female spy movie coming out the 355 oh really no and by the way marks it has the word the in it so you're gonna love it <laughs> all right yeah you know as far as women's spies concerned you have you have matahari yeah exactly and um people like that so you know i'm i'm not i'm not personally against being a female sort of like spy fan men are more likely to let their guard down around a woman than they are a man so i mean they're not smart for doing so but they are so that makes for great spying. <laughs> yeah, would be cool. Okay, um, should we move on to my second choice? Yes. yes. Yep. All right, my second choice is going to surprise a lot of you because I don't really do animation that much, but I really enjoyed um, Raya the Last Dragon, which was, you know, I think it came out around about March. That's another one we've been wanting to watch. Yeah, I can't um, wait to see that one. And, you know, basically it's, it's uh, set in a fantasy world called Kamundra, um, where humans and dragons live together in half. Harmony, but when a sinister monster when when a sinister monster sort of like comes into being, um, all the dragons are sort of like kind of scared away, exiled, hmm. sort of thing. Uh, but it's a it's a really sweet movie. Um, Just don't no spoilers, please. Yeah, yes. yeah, because we all are wanting to watch it. <laughs> yes, they'll go. I won't spoil the ending, but. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the animation's really, really good, as as, as you'd expect. Uh, you know, the, the storyline's pretty good, uh, as in you've got these different factions in it. Um, you know, as you had in feudal uh, China or feudal Japan. I'm not sure which country China. it was. It's Chinese influence. Um, um, but, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the heck out of it. And, it, you know, it wasn't wasn't really that hard of a story to follow. And, you know, the characters were likable. Um, and um, Spoiler has a dragon in it. Oh, God damn what? it. Now I can't watch it. <laughs> Good job. Jeez. Kind of like our anthology. Kind of like our anthology book. <laughs> 
actually, you know what? This I want to add because uh, I actually have held off watching this because of the story I wrote for Dragons of a Different Tale anthology. Because my story is has a, a water dragon in it. It's Chinese influenced fantasy world. So I deliberately didn't watch Raya <laughs> because I didn't want to be like influenced by it at all. <laughs> so now, so now that the book's out, I can finally go watch the movie. It's nothing like your story. It's Excellent. A- Glad to hear that. That's why we avoided all gunslinger dragon riders stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, I had been. Um, not watching a lot of Westerns lately. A friend of mine um, several months ago passed away and he and I used to just talk constantly together. We, we were always talking about a Western we had just movie we'd just seen or TV show we were watching. And, and after he died, I had a hard time watching anything for quite a while. And so uh, the story we wrote actually helped me get back into it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I feel a lot better. And my honourable mention, um, this this was really hard for me to sort of like, because I've, I've watched quite a lot of movies this year, even though I've not been to, I've only been to the cinema once, and that's for James Bond. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me to nail one down, but I think as soon as the uh, Marvel movies have been mentioned quite a bit already, and, and I'm not I'm not saying that they were rubbish or anything, I really enjoyed them. But for the sake of having something different, as an honorable mention, yes, and yes, you know, it kind of ties in with Catherine's choice as well, um, I kind of like to give Free Guy an honorable mention because I just thought, you know, it, it was it was just something very very different um, that I wasn't expecting to actually be so as good as it was. I think oh. that Ryan Reynolds guy might go. Somewhere. Yeah, he might catch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect role for his type of humor. Yeah, his delivery. Yeah. But I thought I thought Jodie Comer, I think her name is, was absolutely mm. brilliant. You know, totally. Um, in, you know, she she um, I, I remember seeing one one of the clips of the, for the publicity after I'd seen the film. And um, Ryan Reynolds was, you know, was joking around with her and he was he was going on about the fact that she that she could do about seventy four different accents. Who is this again? <laughs> oh, Jodie Kummer. Oh no. Um, Killing Eve. She was in King and Eve. Um, oh yeah, I've seen Killing Eve. I, I haven't watched a lot of it. But we saw like that pilot episode. Yeah. Oh, she Eve. Yeah, she plays. Psycho. Oh okay, yeah, she's a very good actress from what I saw. But she she um you know it's a completely different role to, to to what she has in King and Eve. It's it's you know it's she's funny in it. She's really good. Cool. And the chemistry between her and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is is um, is a lot of fun to watch too. So that's good. So three guys, my my honorable mention. Oh, this list of oh, movies we gotta watch know, it's right? just getting bigger and bigger. I don't know if I really did an honorable mention, except the three way tie. So I'm gonna throw in one honorable mention real quick because I loved Godzilla movies when I was a kid. So Con oh. Con versus Godzilla. Uh, yeah, that was. You know, I didn't I didn't really want to watch it because I love both of them, and I'm like, I don't want to see them fight each other. I love. Them both, you know, and like I was honestly like worried emotionally about watching them pummel each other. That is very sweet. (laughs) I was, I mean, I really was so worried. I was like, I might have to stop watching this part of the way through. Like, I just really was so worried. But um, it was so good, and I still adore. Oh, and and Mothra. Oh, Mothra was so wonderful. So I, I am. Yeah. Well, that's the previous. Oh, that was the previous one. Yeah, that broke my heart to be honest. But um. But yeah, I I was worried about watching it, but that was so good. Yeah, we, we binged a bunch of the monster verses. So it ran together. And, yeah. yeah, we watched them all like in a row. Because I actually somehow avoided a I lot of it. I cried without her. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Mothra. <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed the you know Kong versus Godzilla as well. I mean, you know that that that's why it was so tough because that, that would have been another one. And that was another one on my list for honorable mentions. It's amazing how those characters 
are, are so, so heartfelt. Well, I think and they make such a great choice, the whole monster verse, because when the monsters fight, it's a lot of it's from like lower angles. So it's like as if you're there, like right. you see these giant monsters fighting around you and they're stuff. They're not monsters. They're just sweet critters. They yeah. just happen to be big. I think it makes it feel a little more real and stuff. And they've done a good job. It's going to make you laugh. But you know how I watched that film? Um, I rented it on, on Amazon. But then afterwards, I went and watched it on um, a virtual reality headset in oh, a virtual really? bar on a hundred foot screen <laughs> holy nice. moly that would be amazing <laughs> so it was it was in the I'm, I'm using the new meta the meta quest 2 which has a higher resolution than the original oculus so um it's not it's not the best out there mm-hmm. but certainly for the money it's you know it's it's probably the best quality thing you can get uh so like for under for under five under five hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and afterwards you could you you can believe that a giant gorilla can fight with an axe. <laughs> yes, well, why couldn't he? All yeah, I, that's, that's good storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that they're very sweet. They're just misunderstood. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not... But the, if anybody else was worried because they were worried about watching them fight each other, I was too, but I'm telling you, it was worth it. It was a good movie. Yeah, they capture the good, the feel of the old classic one. It's a fun little... I'm sorry, but I think franchise. a lot of the humans were the monsters, personally. <laughs> we just need a crossover now, you know? Eternals versus Godzilla. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I'd be rooting for Godzilla. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, you'd rather they fight Khan? Is that what? I mean, Mark, don't, no, don't say don't. it, although do it. <laughs> That'll be James Bond versus Khan. <laughs> that actually rhymes, James Bond versus Khan. No, <laughs> James Bond versus Kong. No. I know what they should do. They should do Shang Chi versus Godzilla. But for Shang Chi, instead of having Natta, have like claymation animation. <laughs> They had gigantic monsters in, in Shang-Chi. Yeah. They had dragon. And and, and the Suicide Squad. They the had giant monsters. They had kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're we're, we're devolving or tangenting <laughs> or something. What's 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 next, Ian? TV. And should we go in the order that we've been going in? You first, Mats? Oh, sure. Let's see here. TV's I, tough. I Yeah, this is hard. Because we watch a lot of TV. Um, I watch too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I, I bet other people were, are going to say. Um, and, you know, actually, no, I don't want to go first. Because <laughs> okay. I want to pick something somebody else and say. Okay, well, here. I, <laughs> Why don't you go first? Uh, I have, like, I have, like, a category of honorable mention. So, like, uh, was it, like, Lucifer and... Um, and Beyond the Walking Dead. Beyond the Walking... Uh, Walking Dead, World the World Beyond, Beyond and and Cowboy Bebop, and and was Supernatural final season this year too? I don't think so. Okay, that was last year. Okay, so those are all like a group of honorable mentions of shows that I like. I absolutely love Lucifer, but the final season was just very disappointing. Um, I loved uh, Walking Dead, World Beyond. It's the only Walking Dead series I actually like. But I was angry that they capped it at only two seasons. Cowboy Bebop, I'm really, really loving. But before I even finish the season, they've said that they've canceled it. So I have like a cat honorable mention category of shows that I would love to pick as my top ones. But 
because of like the, the people who make the it. They. They. Either, they. either like yeah. Netflix canceling stuff or the people who make it ruining the end of it for me. I can't really name it. <laughs> you know? so ne- it's my- Netflix is so frustrating because they they're, they're always doing that. Like Cowboy Bebop was just, I feel like, finding its, its rhythm. It was still getting started and it was still finding an audience. Like I, I discovered it really late, like about, you know, five minutes before it was canceled. Right. <laughs> and it's just not right. You know, they don't, they don't have patience to see kind no. of like how it so might evolve. Good things. And so, you know, mm. those are like shows that I, I would love to say, yay, these are some of my favorite. And, and then there's like, also, um, I loved, uh, another, like only murders in the building was really great, but that's not really the genre that we're talking about. So I can't really mention you know those, so I guess my top ones would be um, a, a tie of a, a Marvel MCU tie of Hawkeye and WandaVision, uh, mm-hmm. and then the Nevers. You know, so I, I WandaVision to me was just brilliant and amazing and creative, and I loved all the, the. I mean, it was a different genre every week that they did on the TV shows, and it was so emotional and beautiful. And and Hawkeye, I am just so digging Hawkeye right now. I mean, it is such a great, great show. And then, you know, the Nevers. Hawkeye guy with bow and arrow. I mean, what, what woman wouldn't dig Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a good point. Um, and, and, and the Nevers is just such a wonderful show. And, you know, we've always loved Joss Whedon. And so, um, yeah, so I I have a, like a two way MCU tie for one and then one slot and the other slot, I would have to say that the Nevers, you know, and then. Jumi, are you you volunteering to go first on this? Uh, That was, I I just went first. Yeah, that was me. Now now I can step in. Marks didn't want to go first. So I took his spot. I didn't want to take her choices because we got, we got. We're a team. He, he, he wanted to step back. I, I jumped in. His ladies first. That's yeah, cool. I got a bit lost there, you see, because I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> um, so I second her stuff about Lucifer and Beyond the Walking Dead is World Beyond the Walking Dead is it's the World. T- Walking Dead World Beyond. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a YA, which is Walking probably Dead. why I like it. Yeah. So it, it actually brought me back into Walking Dead because after uh, some deaths in season, I don't know, eight or something, I kind of quit watching it for the longest time. And I just never cared for that show, but I loved this yeah, one. It gets to be kind of... But yeah, the, the Y has got a little more uh, hope and such in it. Um, but uh, and same with Cowboy Bebop, awesome. And uh, it's a shame that they've canceled it, I think. We haven't even finished it. I feel so bad because I don't know if he's a showrunner or, or just one of the producers <gasps> oh, yeah. and writers. But Javier. Javier, who... Uh, Grillo, Mark Squash. Yeah, he's got my name and his name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, you know, he, he created a show a long time ago called Middleman. That was amazing. That was great. It was kind of, uh, you know, unusual and a little bit like Cowboy Bebop. And it, it got, it got canceled quickly by, um, ABC Family because it was, it was a little bit Which too much for Before family. it was Freeform, it was ABC Family. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was ahead of its time. I think it was just too for- forward thinking. Yeah, so I feel bad for Javier because he's always getting stuff. But he's brilliant. I think he did Dark Crystal too, which got X'd by Netflix too. So Netflix not nice. They just don't appreciate his brilliance. Is what he's it like is. Van Gogh. Yeah, you know, who's yeah. ahead of his time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I would second. So I would like say Hawkeye. It's great. I, I maybe. It's so hard. They're all the Marvel shows have been really good. They're just good in different ways. They're all like Falcon. Yeah, okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier is similar to Hawkeye in some ways. Um, no, Hawkeye's much better. 
But yeah, I think Hawkeye might be their, their best in general because it's not quite as experimental as WandaVision or, Which was amazing. or Loki. Loki's pacing is a little, a little, yeah. a little odd. Um, so I think Hawkeye would be one of my choices. And then I would also probably have to say, well, she, she said Nevers, so I'll let her keep Nevers. Except I will give a shout out about that awesome water scene that was <gasps> oh, amazing that was where this guy has that power where he can walk on water, right? And then how, when he gets in a fight with her on top of, of uh, a river or whatever that is, a stream. In a river. Uh, that, you know, he's able, like... He's on the water. He can't go in yeah. the water. He can only stay on that top of The choreography of that fight scene was amazing. It was just, it was just so unusual. It blows your mind how they did that. Uh, I, thought he, I thought the whole whole show to Nevers was, was really, really good. I mean, it was I amazing. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm a bit gutted that uh, we're having to wait so long for the second half of the series. And I'm really hoping hoping that if we do get the second half of the series and when it airs, that it manages to get picked up for a second season, despite uh, the uh, controversies. You know, I'm I'm sorry, the whole thing, a lot of all this got started uh, going against Joss Whedon from his ex-wife. I don't take anything that an ex-spouse says to heart about an ex-spouse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's Here's a- the thing. We didn't, we didn't had already left the show before any of that came out, so it, it really has nothing to do with it. Exactly. It, we should always remember, even though Whedon has a good vision, and stuff that he's just one person and TV is exactly. it's a team that and is one person same with Buffy there's a whole Jane Espenson who came from there David Fury I believe yeah a lot of I talented mean, writers worked on that there team. are so many people involved it is a single individual and again someone's opinion about one single individual so but the problem is the, uh, the Twitterati and the media a single individual and the the TV broadcast will probably cave and think oh we can't carry this show on we'll cancel it cancel culture hopefully hopefully not I hope they this is a great show it's got a unique vision they shouldn't punish everybody uh, well for one thing it's not like we're talking about to my knowledge unless I miss something like an actual crime crime we're talking about bullying which sucks but there's also someone's opinion about but, it. But uh, there's a lot of bullies in workplaces. You shut down yeah. every, every company. And I mean, one actress <laughs> who's like, oh, this and that, she, her stuff sounded a little bit weird. And, you know, she doesn't get much work. But, so. but what you do in that situation is you fire the bully and, and you everybody keeps working. And you that's what they did. The they did that. So. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. which ones are you going to pick? Let's not then? talk about this stuff. Let's talk about the stories. Yeah. What are you going <laughs> to pick then? Um, so I think I'm going to pick, it was kind of a tie between Superman Lois and Shadow and Bone. Yeah. Um, uh, I Those think are great. I think I man I'm Okay, just because I don't want to be all superheroes because it's a bit much. Let's say Shadow and Bone because although Superman and Lois is quite good, Superman and Lois is very good, very very good. And I think it's the hope of the CW superhero universe because I feel like they've lost a lot of momentum since Crisis. I know Jeff and I have talked about that before on DC Action Hour and on Super Geeked Up. Uh, and uh, so Shadow and Bone, different. Yes, it's why that was thing. really good. What's kind of funny though is even though the main storyline's good overall. I have to say the secondary storyline or the characters, Raven. the crows, crows are like my absolute favorite. You know, I love they those are. characters. They're great. They're different. You got a gunslinger. You got all this, you yes. know, different master, criminal mastermind. There's something you don't see in fantasy very often, like almost at all. And um, and I, I look forward to more of them, more of the overall story. Um, yeah. Let's say uh, Shadow and Bone and the Never. And you, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. So. I like how you guys somehow work in seven shows to two spots. Yeah. I know. Each. It's talent. <laughs> yeah. We, we were told to pick two things each, and then, and then the host picks seven things. Don't worry. The, the... It's absolutely genius. Uh, but don't <laughs> yeah. worry. I've, I've got a show that probably none of you have thought of. 
Well, good. Oh. Good. All right, let's move on. Who's next? Was it Kat? Was last time? It, yes. It's me. But you know, I'm I'm curious about what Ian's going to say. But but yeah, I'll go. Um, so Shadow and Bone actually was one of mine. Um, cool. It's hard for me to imagine that it was 2021 because this year is so weird mm-hmm. with time, you know. <laughs> but but right. that show I it was, was last year, yeah, yeah, April actually. I know it's crazy, but it was absolutely riveting. It was amazing, and uh, I can't wait like for the next season. It was so good. Um, so so that would be that would be an easy one to include uh, as best of for me. Um, the second one and the honorable mention are both um, uh, kind of mockumentary comedy sci-fi things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, season yeah. three, mm-hmm. I thought was ridiculous and awesome. Um, and I loved uh, how they, you know, they, it's a ridiculous show that somehow includes story arcs for each character, you know, so they they grow and change as the seasons go on. And this season was was no exception. Um and the honorable mention, it's by the same team, the, the uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement team, um, is Wellington Paranormal, which is, you know, about two not very bright New Zealand cops and their slightly smarter boss uh, who investigate paranormal crimes. So zombies, cool. you know, ghosts, vampires. Yeah. So both of those shows, what we do in the shadows and Wellington Paranormal, they, they kind of have a, a similar offbeat sense of humor. They're like really clever, not stressful. So if you're stressed out, they're really great, uh, you know, selections. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I loved those shows this year. They were great. Um, in a really intense year, you need to be able to laugh too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that right was now is when we need to be able to escape and relax. Exactly, exactly. So they're great for escapism and just ridiculous, you know, humor. Have you seen Ghosts yet? I have not. Oh, that's a really funny show. I would love it, probably. (laughs) You would. It's really, really good. Um, Oh, I'm going to throw in another. I'm going to cheat like you guys and throw in one more. (laughs) Um, I'm enjoying the Wheel of Time series so far. Uh Um, I feel like it's off to a strong start. You know, it's it's always weird to watch something that you read first because you have your own vision and your imagination. But I think they're doing a good job and I I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kate, Kate Fleetwood is copper evil. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> evil yeah i have to say i was unsure about the first three episodes right. uh but episode four and five i thought I had really great performances i thought that that's what yeah. kind of hooked me into like okay this is yeah. in the right direction so yeah, yeah. i think the first two episodes it was you know the, the work it, it was kind of slow the first couple of episodes but soon once 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 you, the characters were kind of established and you know the plot kind of was moving along I think we're going to have some exciting episodes next week, though, because because they've kind of gotten away from all the uh, politics of the White Tower and everything. Yeah, well, it's slow, but I, I have, to, but I can understand why. Because if you hadn't read the books, you have to do a lot of yeah. kind of world building. Yeah, there's first. a lot of world yeah. building you got to set up for it yeah. to make for you to care, you know, make any sense yeah. later. Right. So I, I, I get why it was probably a good idea. They dropped uh, two or three episodes at once because they mm. probably realized that they may not hook people with that first episode. So. But yeah, it speeds up, and when they separate, and allows you to see the relationships a little bit. I, it, it's something I learned when I did a, a book with a large cast is that you really need to separate them. 
because yeah. it's just too hard for the to, to juggle everybody make make them get any real moments and Have stuff memorable yeah when you pair them off or, or two or three of them separate it's like mm. suddenly becomes way easier to do that so you can have a lot more powerful moments between the characters. You end up with a bunch of nameless hobbits you can't keep track of. Yeah, you get 13 <laughs> hobbits or whatever, dwarves, I mean. And yeah, dwarves, dwarves. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been reviewing it on the website um, for the last couple of weeks since it started. And generally, I've been, you know, I'd say that I've generally I've been, you know, my, my reviews have been quite favorable toward it. So. Yeah, it was a little like, you know, when they got the butt shot and stuff, you're just like, whoa, wait, <laughs> are we doing the Game of Thrones here? What's going on? <laughs> we got a little nudity throw, thrown in there randomly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did feel random. Actually, it didn't. It didn't quite fit. Um, but you know, whatever. What <laughs> butt shot? Oh, the guy, and, and the warden. First episode, right? Are, is that what you're yep, thinking about? Yeah, there's a bath, yep. bath scene between the warden and uh, I can't remember his yep. name now, but the, and the sor- sorceress. I'm a rain. Yeah, I'm yeah. bad about names. So, but yeah, yeah they they go in, in there naked. So, mm, yeah. and I was like, was that really necessary? I don't know. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we remembered it, Mark. So. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen a lot of it, but I saw some of it at the beginning. I haven't really watched it, watched it. Um, I just saw yeah. a few minutes, but it seemed so like it was really weird. Like, this isn't for men. It's only for women. Men are you're corrupting it. Men are this. Men. It, was, it seemed a very man-hating show. It was really it's weird. Just, I mean, if you've read the books, though, I, I get, and I, hopefully in the show it becomes clear, it's, it depends which sort of faction. Like the, the ones who wear all the red, they're the ones who are kind of think like that yeah well and then there was this other girl who was like oh you get a braid in your hair after they try to drown you in a river and then like uh all all the men are still like you know kind of like oh you're just a man and it was i don't know it just i haven't really watched it but i was like so are all the is this a world i i mean i haven't really watched the show but the few minutes i saw I guess, is it like flip-flopped where it's a world where women are in charge and men are mm, subservient exactly. to women? Because that's what it looked like. When yeah. it comes to magic, but not everything mm. else. I think, I think what it is, is a, is the dragon um, has been sort of like a, a different person of a different set. So each sort of like millennium, each time the wheel sort of turned. So so it's kind of flip-flopped back and forth between between a, a male dragon and a female dragon. I think what happened in the past, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not at all an expert on in this universe, uh, but I think it used to be both genders could do magic, but either the dark one or this dragon, the last dragon who broke broke the world, uh, corrupted it. So now if men get it, they turn insane and stuff. So mm-hmm. only women can use it without... Just, like I, said, I haven't actually watched it, but I saw a few minutes. I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. It's like such yeah. a man-hating hit, show. I, I, feel like, I feel like that was overcompensating <laughs> for Game of Thrones, like how Game of Thrones... Oh. Like I said, I haven't watched it, but what I saw, I I mean, it's not that that's necessarily bad if that's what the world is like, but it felt like, I feel like they were trying too hard. Like that aspect of it. I just kind of found it laughable. It it just kind of made me chuckle. (laughs) I was like, they're just trying too hard to be like, look at us. We're post me too. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really yay women. You know? I think, I think they balanced it out better as it progresses. Once you get to know the guys more, and two, that yeah. helps. So. I mean, it's, it's very, very, very obvious that the Reds are kind of like the men-hating ones. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, well, it's, um, I, I, I've, generally, I've generally quite enjoyed it. It's, um, you know, it's kind of like a... 
one one of those things it's kind of slowly getting better mm. more, more and more is revealed and it's you know it's one of those few shows that i really have to concentrate on to kind of keep track of all the characters so it's actually really really difficult to review yeah <laughs> yeah have you seen it yet jeff or, or have you no i don't i don't have amazon prime and I, it's it, the trailers didn't move me enough that yeah. i wanted to pay for it <laughs> yeah you, i don't know if you'd like it or not you might i don't know i know not sure. I'll just watch. I'll just watch the naked bath scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably all I'm over YouTube now. <laughs> Everything's on YouTube. I, I, you know, I'm I'm just waiting for uh, the marts to go to a uh, a lineup of naked butts. See if you can identify. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, no one can see Marx's butt but me. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, and I, I wasn't saying we should see. No, butts. I think he's going to show Marx a bunch of butts and see if he can identify. I once right worked butt. on a movie oh. where they wanted me to stunt naked, and they refused. They didn't tell me until the day of it was going to be naked, and I was like, he was like, no, no. you can't. You can't like spring this on me. One hundred and fifty dollars. It's like you're going to get one hundred fifty dollars and a scene where I'm naked. It's like no. Hey, it was going to be complete, like, <laughs> full, full body, full frontal nudity, and they were like, "Oh, you said no. You would. You were vague. First of all, he wasn't supposed to be doing this. These stunts. He was supposed to be doing some coordinating, some fight and stunt coordinating. He wasn't supposed to actually be doing the stunt. And then they tried to tell him that he had to do it that day. They were going to pay him 150 bucks, and they wanted him to be completely naked." And he was like, uh, no, you can't, you literally you cannot just spring this on somebody yeah. and force them to do it. I'm so glad I didn't do it because when we watched it, it was like, it's not just. The guy who did it lost his job. Fully front, not the guy, somebody else. Oh, in the scene. someone in the scene lost uh, his job, yeah. If, not only fully frontal, but slow mo. Slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> a slow mo shot of him falling. Fully, full frontal yeah. nudity. And there was a man who was in that scene who was like a school principal and he lost his job because of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so. I was once I was once asked to for fifty dollars, Mark. So you're you're higher value than me to do the same thing for this movie called Down by Law oh. about a rock band. And I was like, No. Oh, Are no. you crazy? <laughs> So, Mark, see how valuable your stunt ass is? Yeah, I know. I now know. I feel better. I was like, I'm three Well, times it wasn't worth. really his ass they were wanting to film. <laughs> I know. We're talking about full well, frontal. We're talking frontal here. It wasn't his ass they were wanting well, to Well, Ian and I haven't been offered any money, so you guys are still ahead of us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, they they won't give me money for that kind of thing. <laughs> they, would pay, they would pay me money to put clothes on. <laughs> they 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 actually wouldn't accept my asking price. Uh-huh. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> How did we get on you being naked? <laughs> I don't know. We're we're wondering. Over the place. Wheel of time. It just you know. Yeah, the, the... <laughs> All right. Well, then how, I'll get back on track with my list. Then. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what we're doing now. <laughs> please, please, Jeff, save us. All right. Is it getting hot it's, in it's here? Real time. Flips over to my list. I don't know. Honestly, I think it's starting to get hot in here. <laughs> we're talking about a lot of nudity. That's why. <laughs> I'm, fa- I'm fanning myself. <laughs> Um, okay, so I got I got one one that has not one new one and a couple that you guys have already brought up. Uh, number one on my list is the live action Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I am I guess maybe as you would say, Ian, right? Gutted uh, a couple days ago when they announced they canceled it. Like I was so fucking pissed off. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm angry. I still am. I I've still not watched the fourth episode. I got so, first so, off. Please please keep watching. You Marks and Julie too. Keep watching yeah, it. We'll it's still it. worth watching. Um, the whole season. It's so good. Uh, it's so like. 
like this show, it, this, like Mark and I have talked about this a little bit, but this has a very signature style, which is awesome. I think the action and like the martial arts, even the opening scene are amazing. Uh, John Cho and Daniel Pineda in particular are standouts for me as Spike and Faye. Um, the show is just like, it's cool. It's fun. It's, it has like, it's an interesting mix of like old eighties, nineties tech and like futuristic tech. Um, it's just like a very unique, distinct show. Right. Um, and I was loving it. And I was so excited to see more of it. Um, like it's, it was definitely my favorite show this past year. Uh, I actually went back and even though I am a big fan of anime, I had never watched the Cowboy Bebop anime. I, I'm actually watching it now about probably six, seven episodes in. Um, so I believe comparing them so far, the live action is very faithful in tone and style while still doing somewhat of its own thing, its own storytelling, which I think is what good adaptations do, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I brought this up, uh, before other people, I did get a lot of pushback from fans of the anime, of course, about how terrible the live action is. Some who had seen it, some who had not. One thing I will say to people out there, I, I get it. If you love one thing and it's not what you want, but when you criticize something so vehemently online, you are basically guaranteeing that you will never see more of that in any form whatsoever. Exactly. Oh, I would never want to adapt uh, Here's my response it. to those people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're just, well, now there's no more Cowboy Bebop at all, folks, and there's not going to be any more anime. That's been 20 years ago, so you're getting nothing now. Exactly. And so it Good made job. no sense, basically. <laughs> Hope they're proud of themselves. Even if you didn't like it, maybe you'll like, maybe it'll get better, because guess what? I fucking hate Star Trek Next Generation Season 1. It's terrible, and it's one of my favorite shows of all time, because it got great. Well, you know, the, the first two seasons of Star Trek Next Generation were a bit rough. Um, oh, they're, they're not, they're, they're bad. It's a fucking <laughs> bad show. Uh, excuse my language. But Season 3 onwards, like, holy shit, this show is great, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think Cowboy Bebop was great for, awesome from the beginning. It actually. was. It is. The live action is, I haven't seen the anime. The live action is fantastic, and John Cho is just a great actor. I'm sorry. I think it's like, I feel like everybody who says they like it, well, most people, are people who have not seen the anime, yeah, or so at least not care If that Netflix was it. smart, they'd be like, hey, we're picking up a whole new group of fans. Yeah. Well, I don't also know why three weeks into the release, or after the release, because it was all at once, of course, on Netflix, right. they announced cancellation. That doesn't really make any sense to me, because at least, don't announce that till later, even if you made the decision, because you're just killing people watching it, right? right. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. So, so at least, don't you want to make more money off of it, at right. least, even if you're going to cancel it? Because I mean, it, we've it, stopped watching stuff because they've canceled it. Well, yeah, because when we knew Jessica Jones was canceled, for example, we love Jessica Jones. Yeah, but we still took a while. To it took us like a year to actually it. watch the next season. Yeah, because it was kind of like, oh well, it's over we've never anyway. finished uh, so. Travelers or Sense Eight because we were into them. Then they canceled, and we're like, oh yeah, me too, me too. On those two shows, I, I, I really liked them, and I didn't finish them. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's they, why because they canceled them. It's a self fulfilling prophecy exactly. when you do it that way. They're idiots. And 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 Kat, you're right. Netflix is really terrible. I feel on doing one season of shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, there's always this, so there's this pattern in television where when you have a new channel, a new thing, they, they're very daring and they take chances and they stick with stuff, right? And if you think of like when the early days sci-fi channel and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but once you get established a little bit, then the daringness goes away. They're just, they, they won't take chances. Cowards. Yeah. They're too worried about investors, shareholders, too worried about, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. And uh, Nothing creative. they don't take, they don't take chances anymore. So um, yeah, I think that's where we're at with Netflix right now. Is well, there... you know, Jeff, just to reassure you. Um, the first three episodes I liked, so I do plan to watch the rest of it. It's just, uh, it's just Good. my binding time at the moment. And because in episode four, Faye comes back and that's my favorite character. So you should keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I absolutely think what you were saying, Jeff, about, you know, people screwing it up online. You are absolutely right. So give them hell. Just, you be sure well, to tell people that everywhere you go. People, some of the people I've heard that hated it, who loved the anime, a lot of them, I'm sure not all of them or anything. This is just a few I've heard. They like hated it and just dropped it the first episode you know right. and it's like i think you need to give it a little 
of a chance because it's like some of them didn't even watch it. Well, because I'm I'm kind of going, what did you expect? <laughs> so you wanted identical, but then you think they look goofy because they look too much like the characters. But then they're diverting the storyline. I mean, well, they couldn't find like, a woman with with anime body proportions, and she wasn't oh, wearing yeah, paper clothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? When they announced, announced she was cast as Faye, she's as a gorgeous Valentine. woman. I, I love Danielle Pinhead. She's great. And people she's are like, great. she doesn't have the right body type. It's like, she's what? one of the prettiest women on the planet, for God's sake. What else do you uh, want? I hate to, again, listen, I'm a big fan of anime. I hate to tell you got people out there, anime body types for women are not realistic. No, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Someday. <laughs> someday. We will have the technology. Mm. Can you imagine how ridiculous a living human being would look? Would actually, look, look like, good. I mean, you, your, your brain would just short circuit. You would go, what the heck am I looking I mean, at? Yeah, it looks great on anime, but yeah, live action's on anime. You got to make changes. Oh, you got to. Why, why is she wearing a butt on a chest? <laughs> <laughs> Part of, part of the issue, though, Mark, is I think, right, that people, I talked about this with Super Geeked Up, too, but people some people get so into something. I didn't realize until I talked to some people that Cowboy Bebop has, is like a, is like one of these, some people call the sacred cows or like these holy grails of shows, I guess, for some people. It wasn't for me, obviously, because I hadn't seen it. And we're so, they're so invested in it and it's so important to them that anything that does not fit what they're expecting or what they want right, they're going to hate on. Yeah. Um, and first off, I it's totally cool if they don't, if you don't like the live action, I get it. That's totally fine. Um, but I don't need, I don't think we need to i don't know i'm I'm just big in general about not spewing this negativity and vehemence to towards ruin something. it for everybody else yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're right because there's like us a group of people who can still love the live action and you can still love the anime the anime's not going anywhere it's yeah, on netflix shut watch up and it. watch the anime and leave us alone let us watch what we like <laughs> right? people forget how subjective everything everything is here, you know here's a crazy here's a crazy idea maybe if the live action did really well then maybe they'd have a sequel to the anime yeah anime. maybe they'd bring that hmm. back they might bring it back yeah, that, 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 that was my point, right? Now that they canceled it, you are guaranteeing probably at least a decade or more from now, no, nothing at all. I don't actually think you'll ever see it again, to be honest with you. But definitely not until way, way, way in the future will anybody try this again. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because Cowboy Bebop, I, I I liked it when I watched it a long time ago, but it only lasted a season. So oh, really? it wasn't like a long last season. I thought, it was, I thought it was a long time, too. This is pretty common with anime, though. A lot of times they only do one season. It was 26 episodes, and then they did one movie afterwards. Yeah. So these awesome. people have got their panties in such a bunch over something. <laughs> that's a generation old and only lasted for 26 yeah. episodes and that I'm sorry I, you people need a life <laughs> I'm sorry you ruined our live anime our live action show I can tell you you need to get a freaking life we were, we were having fun yeah <laughs> oh it's William Shatter's on our show folks uh, I know I see people <laughs> if you don't like something I get it but don't don't make it your mission to destroy it yeah I don't I feel that. like that happens there's too much there's a lot much. of things I don't like I just don't if watch I don't it. like something I just go find something I do like well, right. I don't need yeah. to like I don't I have better things that's what life. a well human being <laughs> better things to do I, than... I didn't i didn't like dune but i think that's awesome that cat loved it so much that's great that you got so much enjoyment out of it right like i don't thank, need to hate thank on you Jeff. <laughs> i don't need, and a lot of people are liking the new dune right um, yeah just, fair just enough. Do... look i never liked game of thrones or walking dead i don't care marks likes marks has watched them i'm like cool enjoy go for it yeah. mm, I, I didn't like lost i could never find it in the tv schedule <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> Mark, you got to keep up with these uh, puns here with Ian. Uh, I know, I'm falling behind. I'm getting lost. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, I, so after, after that long Cowboy Bebop discussion, which was well-merited, though, uh, I feel, uh, my number two, which has not been mentioned, uh, is the sh- new show Kung Fu on the CW. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. Love it, love it, love it. And I'm a real fan of the old one. Check it out, Mark. It's totally up your alley. I need to. I think you. So, Kung Fu is uh, a reboot of the David Carradine Kung Fu back in the 70s. Um, Only with better martial arts. Yeah, yeah. No, this one is actually way better, I feel. Um, (laughs) The martial arts are actually awesome in this show. Like, it's really well done. The action scenes are so good. Um, It's about a a young woman uh, from San Francisco, but she goes to a, a Shaolin monastery for three years, then comes back. Um, Olivia Leong is the lead. She's great. The whole cast is awesome. Yvonne Chapman, who's the villain in particular, is, is amazing. She, you really stand out uh, in terms yeah. of her acting and her I kung fu. I want her to be my future wife. I, I just oh, I can understand. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like here's why this show is not. It's not just the martial arts. In, at this heart, this show is about a family. It's about her 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 parents, her brother and sister. Uh, Nikki Shen is the lead character's name. And it's really about those family dynamics and Asian family living in San Francisco. Um, and uh, and then there's also all this awesome um, Kung Fu action and like kind of this thing with her family, like the history of her family and how that's tied into like these kind of mystical Kung Fu things. Um, it's great. It's really well done. It was on the CW. Now it's on HBO Max as well. So you can watch either place the whole season. Um, and it has been renewed for season two, which I'm very happy. To mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I agree with you on that, Jeff. I, I love the show. I love the, uh, the insight into uh, Asian culture and um, the, the the family dynamics um, and I, I pretty much fell in love with all, all the characters right from the first episode just thought they really loved it yeah that's the thing there are, there's no like annoying characters or bad characters it's like they're all really good they're all interesting um, and then my honorable mention uh, will be the one you guys already mentioned but Shadow and Bone I really mm-hmm. dug that I knew nothing about the books uh, but I really dug it Jesse May Lee is great as uh, Alina Starkov um, I actually really like that main story, but I agree with you, Mark. The crow story is really cool. The crows They're are cool. They're so great. The only story I don't like is like, the one with the, the witch hunter guy and the. Oh yeah. That's like so forced to me. It makes no sense whatsoever, and I don't yeah. believe a second of it. But they they so in the first book, those two secondary storylines don't exist in the first book. At least I guess. Oh, they come in later. Some of stuff might be happening. You're not talking Austin. about the man and the woman that and have to band band together to survive. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I actually like those two together <laughs> well a lot of people do actually i know a lot of people do i really do. like them i just i don't i don't i don't buy that i, I don't know I, I liked it it was the, the the woman that he was like oh you're not like a, a real woman and and she yeah yeah i, I really i dug those two they i had fun like watching shit, and she's like oh you're great oh, okay yeah sure <laughs> i i really liked that storyline it's because it's like a hallmark <laughs> movie that's why <laughs> I like that. Death. I like that storyline. But the rest of it is awesome. The rest of the show is awesome. Oh, I was gutted at the end when he thinks. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. There, there's a sad thing that happens between <laughs> the two of them. Sorry. There's a something sad that happens between the two of them at the end, and oh, I was gutted. It just broke my heart. I actually liked that one. Yeah, because the crows aren't actually in book one. No. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, maybe they pop in a little later. I don't know, maybe it's after the first Yeah, as much know. as I do like that storyline, I, think, I, I do. I think the crows, the crows are a different, aren't they a different series? And they combine them in the show? Oh, yeah. really? I don't know. I think that's that was a brilliant move. What happened. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's the same storyline. I think they just like, I think that's a different time period. So I think they... They just want to work a man. That was a very good call. I feel like there's talk about making a spinoff, too, just with the crows, but I'm not sure. Well, whoever made that call, made that decision to bring them in, even though they weren't in the books, that was a very good decision. No, I'm a diehard fan. It's got to be just like a Crows weren't in that story. (laughs) It's terrible. Everybody should not Uh, watch this. Boycott it. Boycott it. (laughs) I'm just kidding with you. (laughs) 
Uh, it is weird though, right? How some, by the way, this show has also been renewed by season two, and this is actually is a Netflix show. Um, it's interesting how some adaptation people like how we like get so up in arms about it, and other ones they don't, right? Yeah. yeah. Like like the The Witcher, which season two is about to come out um, from when we're recording this. Um, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just because everybody seemed to love that. But that's also it's it's not the same as the books or the video games, The Witcher. You know, um, mm-hmm. they they're doing their own thing. Yeah, I I really struggled with the first season of The Witcher. Um, I still oh, I loved have, it. I still haven't watched the whole of it. Um, you know. Oh I, well, I, hurry up before yeah. season two comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had two years to watch. Well, you know, season two is going to be telling um, a straightforward story from beginning to end and not time jumping. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. Uh, the time jumping was a bold choice, I'll say. It's a very bold I, choice. I, I, would, I, I wasn't a fan. I joked around that somebody watched Westworld and thought they needed to do yeah. that. Um, but then, but then I, I've been reading the books, and actually it starts off the way they collected. It's a bunch of short stories that jump yep. around. And so I'm like, well, maybe that's where they that's got it. That's what the end. first season is, the first two collection of short stories. Yeah, so I think Take that's... I, you know, it was interesting, but I have to say, I mean, it wasn't bad. But if it hadn't been for Marks, I probably wouldn't have finished watching that season. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the animated film. Yeah, yeah, I liked that one a lot. Um, but the the first series, I, I really struggled with time jumping. I mean, I struggled with, with Westworld as well to, to a degree. But I was, I was, I think I was a bit more invested in Westworld. Yeah, I thought it worked better well, on Westworld. I think it just, it, it was more important to the plot and mm-hmm. the twists and stuff. It wasn't really, it's not important for the for Witcher. It's just they're just trying to make stuff fit in this uh, timeline. I think what it really is, I think what the TV writers were thinking is that we want um, the one girl in it, uh, the storyline with her, Siri, yeah, Siri. We want her in it because usually you want to cast your leads out of the gate in season one. And but but there's a different time period. So then they were like, well, how are we going to make that work and not avoid these stories? And And that's why they probably came went down that road. So I think you're right. They wanted to work Siri in when she doesn't actually come until like the very end of the second collection of short stories. Yeah. Were they also trying to sneak in a a little bit of an advert for Apple in there as well? Who? No, Siri. Siri. It's spelled differently, Ian. Oh, okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You may not be able to tell with our American right. accents. Gar- Carol keeps different. asking her for direction, just he sends yeah. it the wrong way. <laughs> oh, um, all right, Ian. What is your? We have to get Ian's list, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Ian. Have we had Catherine yet? Yes. Yep. Yep. Before, I see you're yeah, really paying Jack. attention. Oh, are we on the time? I was paying attention. Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay, my my first were my first choice, uh, which is it kind of bends rules a little bit, as in it's kind of like a similar sort of case to James Bond in terms of James Bond's song like Spy Fire. Well, this is kind of like uh, it falls under the domain of of you know the same sort of domain as Sherlock Holmes does and things like that. It's a show on Netflix called Lupin. It's a French mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Uh, that, yep. So you can watch it either as dubbed in English or, or, or in French language. And it's um, it's inspired by the adventures of a, a same Lupin, a gentleman thief. And it's about this uh, it's about this, this guy who comes to France with his father. They're kind of like uh, immigrants and they're try, trying to get by. And um, his father gets uh, framed for a crime that he didn't commit, which, uh, you know, has a guy song. I've been being raised in, 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 in orphanage in the system sort of thing. And he becomes uh, sort of like a, a gentleman thief based on the, the same Lupin. Uh, gentleman thief books and um and and this, and this first series um i think the bed are all parts of it now um it's basically about him slowly but surely you know 
coming together with a plot to take down the uh, guy that, like, uh, you know, framed his father. Yeah, cool. And it's, it's very cleverly done. It's, um, you know, he uses technology uh, as well as his wits to, uh, to, 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 to pull off some, you know, pretty magnificent heists uh, throughout. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's... Um, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a surprise thing because I I don't really watch many of the foreign foreign things on on Netflix um, and they always choose dub because I can't keep it with subtitles <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, you know I, I I just really enjoyed that one you know it was it was a good one and uh, my second one is um, Star Wars the Bad Batch oh. um, yeah we haven't we didn't we haven't caught up on all the Clone Wars yet. Mm-mm. We're bad about Star Wars animation. <laughs> I finished Clone Wars last year, and um, you know, I was I was like you. Um, I basically binge watched a load of Clone Wars catch up, and and um, Bad Batch came out, and I caught it from the beginning. I I just really enjoy. I I just love these uh you know these these characters because they're kind of like uh they're kind of like the odd ones out, as in the not so like traditional clones. They're kind of like variants. <laughs> And yeah. as someone, um, as someone that's on the autism spectrum like myself, um, I kind of relate to characters that I like that more than I do so like standard, you know, yeah. type type of characters. So and anything where there's so like a quirky character, and it's why I like Doctor Who, it's why I like Star Trek. You know, mm. you've got Mark, you've got Data, you know, the you've got the uh, the character that so like sees humanity as a puzzle box. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, you know, you don't have to be like, I'm not on the spectrum, but I'm always sort of an outsider. I've always been sort of, you know, so I'm always sort of on on the outside of of the mainstream without meaning to be. (laughs) So that sounds like, you know, it's very relatable for a lot of people, I hope. Well, you know, I kind of like, I like these characters, uh, you know, tech um, and, and, you know, I'm going going really bad on the character names. What I've also liked about is it's kind of cleverly tying in with the Mandalorian. Hmm. Cool. As in the last episode, it kind of is, you know, although although it's set years before, because it's set just after the, uh, just after the clone wars and after the purge mm-hmm. um it's it's kind of already beginning tying with the mandalorian and the child and the cloners and 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 all that it's all connected cool all connected and it's so like um it's just like an, uh, another puzzle piece so I, I i just really enjoyed the heck out i've enjoyed how they've done it i i, I really love the characters um even though i can't remember all the names <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just, I, you know, I love the characters and love the storytelling and the, the animations. Got I just, um, I was kind of surprised because uh, when when I went in, I didn't really have any expectations either way. Yeah. You know, I kind of went in into it with kind of an open mind, I guess, and um, you know, kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So my second choice, um, honorable mention. Damn, I'm stuck. <laughs> I never seen that. I haven't heard of that one. Huh? It's so many. <laughs> This is guy gets stuck in a hole. <laughs> He's still stuck in a hole. Next episode, the next episode. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be controversial here and say Star Trek Discovery season three. Mm, cool. That's good. I think it by going to the future, the 900 years in the future, it's kind of gotten itself away from the continuity of the original, and I think the addition of Book as as, as a new character, I adore it, him, and, and everything. His cat. It's just made, and his cat. And, and his cat, yeah, Grudge. Grudge. And um, I think the uh, the the the, the non 
non-binary character. I think it's Adira, and and that they they've, they've just added you know more interesting nuance to the sh- to the show. Um, no no clean on boobs. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, no Klingon boobs or Klingon sadomasochistic sets where, you know. Because Marx wasn't available for it to be a body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they were only going to pay me $200 that they time. They could have like, used my boobs goodness. and, yeah, that could have worked. <laughs> well, I'll give season three that an honorable mention. Um, season four, I'm still watching it, so I can't really decide either way. It's, um, it's got a ways to go. Yeah. Um, but... I have to say, the book and his cat are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where these people don't understand what a cat or a pet is. And they're like, you keep this animal captive? No, no, no. She's she's like a queen. Oh, and, and I do, he named all the stuff he does for. And they go, and is she grateful? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> he goes, no, she's a cat. She's not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one from a show that really season one was like, oh. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah. Season one. And it got better in season two. And now I think at three on, it's really found it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's not trying so hard to not be hopeful and stuff like Star Trek's supposed to be. Yeah. To be just edgy for edgy, edgy reasons. Edginess just for edginess sake. Yeah. And now I think it's, it's got a lot better. It's not as good as Picard yet for me, at least. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to second season of Picard, but I think more so I'm looking forward to um, Strange New to, Worlds. To Strange New Worlds, because I, I love Danson Mount as Pike. I thought he did a brilliant job mm-hmm. as Christopher Pike in the You're second right. season. And also um, Gregory Peck. Is it Gregory Peck's uh, grandson, Ethan Peck, a spot? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was his grandson. Cool. I thought, I thought good. And um, Rebecca Romaine as number one. Not really seen enough of number one because she didn't really figure very much in the um, in, in the second se- season of, of Discovery, I don't think. Yeah. Need to, still need to get to know her, her take on that character. Um, but then again, the the original version of the character as played by Majel Barrett was a uh, kind of aloof as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, just one episode. It's hard to get too much. It's hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful about that show. If they can catch the right tone and spirit of it. I think it could be really a standout show for them. I mean, I, I would, I like it better when Star Trek moves forward. You know, I like Picard. I like, mm-hmm. I, that's a time period that I'm, I'm most interested in, but if they're going to do something in the past, the way they're doing it with strange new worlds, at least I think is, is a better way than what discovery started with where they're just like, Let's change everything and make it, let's get clean on boobs and get edgy. Oh, uh, and, and make the Klingons not Klingons. Yeah, yeah right. If it's going to be naked Klingons, I want the real Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's uh, that's that's my honorable mention. There's, quite, there's so many other shows that, that I've watched this year. I've still not watched uh, Skin and Bone. And Shadow, and Shadow and Bone. Shadow, Shadow and Bone. That, that's the erotic version. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of movie are you talking about what here? What's you watching, Ian? It's, like, it's, it's just so like I, I thought that Deep Space nothing. Nine spinoff, Deep Space Sixty Nine, was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> or Star Trek Voyeur. <laughs> you know, it's a good or, one, or, or, or even Star Trek: The Next Penetration. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, he has been, he, I think he's been thinking about this. He a lot. has been. I think he can I do think, this all yeah. day. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm just the master of puns. <laughs> <laughs>
um, but yeah, that's my that's my honourable mention. So um, moving on to the miscellaneous selection. Yes, our last part, part three, the miscellaneous. I'll start this one. Please. It's a good job we didn't do five choices, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do animated. It's my choices. And my two picks, it was kind of tough. I think my two big picks are going to be Treze, which is on Netflix. That mm. is an adaptation of a Filipino uh, comic book or graphic novel series. I'm not sure what, how, what they call it in, in the Philippines. And um, and I think it's really good animation. I think it's an interesting story. I love. It. I've been introduced now to Filipino folklore. Now I'm learning more it's about not, it. Basically. Yeah, and I'm trying to mix some of that into my own urban fantasy stuff. Um, and I think it was well told. You know, storytelling. They do this thing in the beginning of every uh, episode where they kind of flash back in the past, and then and then they go to the present, and then and so they're revealing stuff in the story slowly and. I just thought it was really well done. I just looked that up, Marks, and uh, the style looks awesome. I'm going to add it to my Netflix queue. Ooh. Yeah, it, it is good. It is a little violent or a little dark at times. It but, is, uh, but it's good. But it is a good a good story. Um, and, the, 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 oh my gosh, I can't remember the name now. Tikbalan, maybe, I think is what I want to say they're called. Oh, yeah. They're these horse-type humanoid aliens, or aliens, uh, uh, supernatural beings that they like are very large. They have horse heads and they have elongated limbs, and they're really about. They like to challenge people in the stories. They challenge people to races and trick them and win. They're like tricksters in some ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're in this, and they they were one of the standout monsters that I really liked. I was like, wow, why haven't Creatures. I seen this creature before? I should say. And uh, sentient being, mm-hmm. non-human sentient, <laughs> non-human being. sentient being. Um, that was definitely one of the ones that stood out to me. I mean, the the, the artwork is really great. It really adds to it. There's some stuff I was just like, I still don't know what they were exactly. No, and I'm, we couldn't figure some I'm of curious. I, I, can't, I hope they do season two. And Oh, and her, her uh, Treze's bodyguards. Um, the twins. The twins are really interesting characters too yeah. that, are, that really stand out different than other characters I've seen in urban fantasy type stories. So anyway, the other one is animated. It's We mentioned it a little bit is The Witcher Nightmare of the wolf. So I really didn't know what to expect. And, and I like Witcher, but I wasn't, I was a little bit frustrated by season one, like their narrative flow. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but I, I actually kind of sort of like it better than the, the live action, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, it was a good story. It was, it was well told. I loved the, the twists, the ending, which I will not say. Um, v- Vesemir, I think is his name, is who is yep. a mentor to, um, to, to the actual Witcher that we know in the rest of the series. Uh, if you speak like this, you go, my name is Vesemir. <laughs> no. No. Don't ask him to do that. It creeps me out. M- missed opportunity. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it, I think that was an interesting character. They did a bunch of cool stuff in that. That I think Witcher has the potential to be a really long-lasting franchise the way they're setting it up. Because we got, we got a prequel series in the works. We got, we got uh, of course, more Witcher series. Uh, if they do more animation like this, I think, I, think we'll have a, I think Netflix will have a good series. If they don't cancel it, like mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, no Or Teenage Bounty Hunters or Travelers. Or something. Oh, Teenage Bounty Hunters was, was so good. Amazing. Wasn't that I, wonderful? I loved it. It was so clever. I, I could not believe they canceled that, that was one of the best shows I'd seen in years. Yeah. Oh, it was just so different and uh, and and great, like cultural insight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's that's another show that was great. It's not sci-fi fantasy, but it was a great yeah, Netflix. We, show. we keep on cheating. 
<laughs> yeah, and Kenny Partisan as, as Bowser was just really, I loved him in uh, you know, a different world when I was a kid. And, I oh, didn't yeah. realize it was the same guy until, yeah. until I looked it up later. Wayne Wayne. You know, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's brilliant. Absolutely. Oh, he was great. Yeah. That's, it's such a shame that show didn't last. Um, and they, and great uh, storylines that we'll, we'll never see completed now. Sadly. <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah. So Netflix don't cancel these good shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's one of the themes of the it's evening. <laughs> we just call it that. Please Netflix. Stop yeah, canceling please shows. Netflix. Stop doing this. Stop being Netflix. <laughs> Net acts. <laughs> Quit acting yeah. the shows. Um, so anyway, honorable mention was kind of tricky. Uh, I would say I almost said Batman the Lawn Halloween. It was good. Oh yeah. I almost said I almost said What If. Oh yeah, that's good too. Uh, and I but then I said for my honorable mention is going to be Invincible because I I love the comic <gasps> oh. books Invincible. And I really think they did a good job adapting it. And, and you know, Mark's read the comic books and I never had. And we both watched it and we're both able to really enjoy it. So Yeah, it won't be everybody's cup of tea necessarily. But uh, uh, I like the different stuff that Kirkman does in this universe. And I think they really captured that tone and feel. And it's just something a little different. It's it's not quite as uh, pessimistic as the boys, but it's not as hopeful as like the MCU. So it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Uh, but it tells a story just is that we never seen from superheroes, which is which is tough to, to do. So um, well, they captured the humor of it really well, you know, the really dark humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. captured dark humor really well, and I, I like how I think every um, it's been a while since I read it, but I think all the changes they made. I, I mean, I remember a lot of these plot beats and stuff, so they definitely there's stuck something very close terrifying to it. about about it. You know, when you realize what's going on, it's like, wow, that would be terrifying. And, and it's good enough that they made enough changes and tweaks and stuff that like even though i know what's probably going to happen it still is very entertaining and uh and i think that's that's a good way to do an adaptation if you're going to do an adaptation that's close to the original that's a way to do it um now if you did this live action you know to be fair you would not be able to do it the same way like his costume probably wouldn't look as good uh and uh, the special effects would be very hard to pull off with the the money because this is pretty these are powerful superheroes and villains doing stuff um so I guess what I'm saying is when they do live action Invincible, please, Invincible fans, don't don't hate don't, on it. Don't hate on it just because <laughs> At least not, not immediately. Animated. I mean, you know, unless yeah. it's really bad. No, please. <laughs> don't hate on it. So you did animate it. Yes. Yeah, so okay. that's my anime, animated picks. My other is actually books. And um, there's one. It's a, it, it's not exactly a genre, but it does have its cozy mysteries with uh, that you, you get to see it from the point of view of like the animals talk and you can understand what they're saying. And it's a uh, the Mrs. Murphy series. It's, it's actually been going. It started in 1990, <laughs> and this is like book 30. <laughs> um, and it's written by Rita Mae Brown, and it's credited as by her and her cat Sneaky Pie Brown. Um, there's a new one that came out. I've I actually have. I'm cheating because I haven't read it yet, but I've read the whole series and I love it. And it's called Claws for Alarm. And I just, I love those. It's great escapism, and if you care at all about any kind of animals, cats and dogs and and horses and possum and 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 if you like mysteries, it's it's a really fun read. Um, and then of course uh, I'm going to to cheat and do a shameless plug. And my other favorite book that came out was our dragon anthology, Dragons of a Different Tale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the best. And um, all, you know, 17 really good short stories. Marks and I wrote, you know, a Western cowboys and cowgirls riding dragons. And the honorable mention is Marks's um, Obsidian Monsters that is not out yet as a novel, but is on Kindle Vela. And we're releasing it chapter by chapter on Kindle Vela. So 
Which um, is why I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I am doing a shameless plug for the Kindle Vela series as well as our our uh, anthology yeah. book. So and you have all the authors on, or not all the authors, but all of us are authors in the anthology except for you. So. Right. So you've got a few. You got a few authors here, and um, all all are worth reading. And thank you, Ian, for all of your support. Yeah, Catherine, why don't you say the name of your story? Because I don't think you have yet. Uh, the Racing Dragons of Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. And then um, go ahead, Jeff, and you say the name of yours. Yeah, mine's called Wailing and the Water Dragon. Yeah, and and Marks and I wrote. Uh, it's a Western one called A Wild Beast of the West. Wait, I just realized I said the wrong title for my book. <laughs> <laughs> for my story. It's the, the Dragon Racing Club of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you changed the title midway through. So. I did. Oh, All of a right. sudden, yeah. I just decided to wing it. <laughs> Marks and I kept going back and forth. He was like, it should be A Wild Beast of the West. I was like, no, it should be wild beasts of the west and then he was like no but no, the line is a wild it should be the wild beast yeah and then he was like but but the, but the line is a wild beast of the west and then and then i was going well we should drop the a and we should just make it wild beast you should have heard how many hours we spent going back and forth a wild beast of the west wild beast of the west or wild beasts of the west and we went with and i agree he was right it should have been a wild beast of the west which is what we ended up with. About- it's so funny how you can just obsess over a oh, yeah. detail you know yeah. what about just calling it wild beasties of the west <laughs> oh that would have been adorable yeah <laughs> okay oh, well. so Catherine, you're next Oh, okay. So my two things, two additional things. Uh, I'm going to go with a book first. Uh, I read a book this year called Dust and Grim by Chuck Wendig. It's a middle grade book about a couple of kids who are born into a unique family business. It's a mortuary for monsters. Oh, cool. um, and they have to save the day, but first they have to learn how to get along. Um, you know, they're siblings who didn't grow up with each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a perfect book if you're feeling stressed out. Out, which many of us are in 2021. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It has enough tension to keep you turning pages, but never enough to actually stress you out. So it's a, it's a great middle grade kind of fantasy book. Really fun. Awesome. And Chuck yeah. is a really talented writers so. yeah yeah and it's a lot lighter if you've read his stuff like some of his stuff is very intense uh but this one this one's just a really fun read um so different different than his usual thing um and the second thing is with music so an album came out this year by a band called me rex and the album is called mega bear um and it's full of song titles like the weapons of artemis or saturn dragon and child another one's called krypton another one's called moon rising you know so kind of under the science fiction fantasy umbrella but the reason i decided to pick it uh for this best of 2021 uh collection is um, I think this this maybe stretches the, uh, the definition slightly for what counts as sci-fi, but in my opinion, it's truly one of the most original and futuristic approaches to an album I've ever heard. Oh, cool. um, so it has 52 tracks. Each are maybe 30 seconds, 32 seconds long. It's designed so that you can listen to the songs. Like if you have a uh, listening to it on Spotify, you can listen to it in any order. So each song is written the way it sounds. It could be the first or the last song. Like you, you there's not like a beginning or end point that's, that's clear. Um, so somehow you never seem to notice when one song ends and the next begins because it's like really seamless. So 
all 52 kind of fit together as one listening experience, almost like one really long song that can have infinitely, you know, like basically effectively infinite permutations, you know, so you can start anywhere in the entire album and it can be a different listening experience, you know. You could start at the beginning, in the middle, you know, wherever. And it's a different song that you hear somehow. Um, so it's like just like wildly creative um, and uh, right. and very, you know, it kind of space themed in terms of the, the song titles and lyrics and stuff like that. So I, I, I think it fits. Um, and anytime somebody approaches something that's been done before in a way that's incredibly unique, I, I like to pay attention to that. Yeah. So yeah. check that out. It's yeah, I just added on Spotify. Yeah, so. he just now yeah. showing me. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so at honorable mention, I'm gonna mention another book. Uh, there's a book that came out this year called Witness The Witness for the Dead by Catherine Addison. So this is the same author that wrote a book that that was pretty well known called The Goblin Emperor. Um, so this book takes, you know, it sort of sets place in the same world, takes, you know follows like one of the a smaller character and it's it's like um it's a pretty sh- it's it's not a big book it's like an easy read uh but it's it's a really great one if you enjoy fantasy but you also really like politics you know and and that kind of intrigue um so it's just it's just another one that's like uh this one's a little more intense of course it's a, and it's an adult book not a middle grade book but um but just a great read that cool. i would recommend him very cool thank you yeah so then jeff is next um I- first one is a game called Tales of Arise. Uh, This is the latest in the Tales series, which is a very long-running Japanese role-playing game series. Um, And uh, honestly, this game is probably one of my favorite games of all time now at this point. Um, Actually, last night I got to, like I think, the final boss battle probably. I have not quite completed it yet, though. Um, Anyway, wonderful story. Um, Great characters, which is what's most important to me. Great character dynamics. The acting's awesome in it. Um, It has one of the best battle systems I've ever seen in terms of how fluid and fun it is in an RPG. Um, And uh, it also has probably the cutest mascot ever, which is this little baby Snow White Alka named Hoodle. Um, that hangs around with the character Winwell. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's an awesome story. It's uh, fantasy based, but it also has some sci-fi elements to it as well. Um, and it's also a beautiful game. The graphics are absolutely uh, beautiful in this and uh, some cool anime cutscenes as well. Uh, so that's Tales of Arise, uh, which is uh, out for many different systems. You can find it for NPC. Uh, the other video game is Scarlet Nexus, which is this uh, futuristic uh, game where you play members of this special force in Japan that battle these like kind of mutated creatures. And uh, you have all the characters have these different powers, like some they call like psychokinesis or invisibility, all kind of mental powers. Um, I gotta say it's the, it's the most fun I've seen them ever try to adapt some kind of telekinesis or, or powers like that in a game as you battle. Um, it has an anime style to it. Um, the acting is also really good and, um, the fights fighting is really fun. Um, and uh, it's also, actually, I just found out a few days ago, there's also an anime out right now on Funimation of this series um, with the exact same style and the same voice actors from the game, actually. Um, so uh, so I started watching that. That's cool as well. Um, so both of those games came out uh, in 2021. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, Tales of Arise. Since Mark's mentioned some animated ones, I'll throw in one for my an- honorable mention, an animated series on Netflix. 
Now, a lot of people right now are talking about the series Arcane, which is based on League of Legends, and I am enjoying that. But I'm going to mention the other uh, video game series that's very similar to League of Legends that came out earlier in the year, and that's called Dota, Dragon's Blood. Uh, Dota stands for Defense of the Agents. It's very similar to League of Legends. It's a multiplayer online battle arena game. And uh, Dota is uh, eight episodes. I'm looking at it right now. And but the C, it says book two is coming January 6th. So they're about to release the second part of it, uh, which is good. So it has it actually has been renewed. And uh, it's 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 more it's more traditional fantasy based than Arcane is. And uh, but uh, but really well acted. Uh, you know, you got your like warriors and elves, and there's uh, Marks and Cat and everybody and Julie. There's lots of dragons. Oh, in with what we were doing. Dragons. Uh, lots of dragons in this in this show. So uh, that's a big part of it, and how the main character uh, has to—I uh, I won't give anything away—but like has is tied to dragons. Only if they called it the Dota, then they would be a <laughs> right. Or a Dota, a wild beast of the west. A Dota. A, a Dota. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> a Dota. But yeah, you can uh, check that out. And you don't have too much to wait uh, for book two if you enjoy it. Cool. And you check it out. Thanks. And that leads us to Ian. Okay. Well, I've got um, a, a graphic novel and uh, two video games. Only one of the video games came out in 2020. So I'm cheating a little but it's because I only got it in 2021 because I didn't get my PlayStation 4 or 5 to, to March of this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't believe you actually got one. Um, it took some doing. Um, but I I didn't cheat. I didn't go to a scalper. I managed to get one um, legally. I basically had a friend looking out for it, and you know, and we made an agreement. Um, if he could get it first, I'd just pay him for it, and you know, vice versa, sort of thing. Um, anyway, uh, my my uh, video game choice um, is Spider Man Miles Morales. Uh-huh. Um, I was completely blown away by it. Um, I, I just saw. I loved the story. Um, the you know the graphics. Um, you know with the, you know probably aren't really pushing PS5 to its you know to its fullest potential. Um, um, because Ratchet and Clank kind of is is a game that that's so the only game really that's done that this year I think, um, thus far. Um, but the story of it was you know fantastic. Um, I, I was actually, you know, you, you, you're going to laugh, but I was actually moved to tears by the story because it was so tragic. And, you know, you know. oh, yeah, man, video games can totally do that. Absolutely. And uh, I was, I, I had my control pad and and I was like, I've seen road and stuff like that. I was tearing up proper. <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I was a sopping mess. And that's, a, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't break down like that that easily, you know, and, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm probably the least sentimental person you're ever going to meet. <laughs> So, so it just it just had me in absolute tears because the the relationship between uh, Miles Morales and, and and the character that he goes up against ultimately um, she's kind of a villain but not a villain. Uh, they they have you know they, they 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 have this relationship where the childhood friends and they 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 did science projects together and and this and that and you know because of the this one event happening in her life and and him moving moving to a different part of New York. Um, you know, during that time that they're apart, her 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 life and her entire world falls apart. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's 
it's just so tragic and uh, you know but also kind of hopeful at the end you know and you know when when you see uh, the, the 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 people in New York having faith in Miles Morales um, i.e. the other Spider-Man so I, I just loved the story of it um, I thought the, you know, I thought the combat systems was you know was quite easy to get used to and um, you know I, I'm planning to play through it again at some point um, because um, I, I loved it so much and, and you know I just love I love swinging around New York in the snow <laughs> you know who doesn't it's, it's just uh, it's just sort of like uh, you know something magical about that uh the video game honorable mention i'm going to give is um, another game that came out and this one came out this year it came out back in september i think for playstation 5 and pc and um, i'm hoping it gets released on the xbox um, s and xbox x at some point in the future because i think i think jeff i think you love it in terms of the it's basically, you know, based in Chinese and, you know, and mythology. It's called Kana Bridge of Spirits, and it's about a spirit guide called Kana. I actually have it for PC. I haven't played it yet, though, but it looks yeah. awesome. And Tell me more. It, it's, it's just beautiful to look at, you know. So, like, um, I just, you know, I spent the first half hour not playing the game at all, just looking at it. <laughs> I love doing that, man. I'll stop all the time in video games just to look around at the, the, the um, amazing graphic, yeah, scenery. You know, but the combat dynamics are, are really, probably really simple, a bit clunky as it moves along, but I'd say it's um, a game that's kind of accessible to all levels of player sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the story lines, you know, really, you know, it's a really nice story line. The, 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 the voice acting is, is really, really good. My only criticism of it is you don't really get to know much about Kana, the main character. Um, I, I get the sense that you know if they if they'd had a big bigger budget, because I think it's an independent studio that that have done it. I get the sense if they'd had a bigger budget and stuff like that, and had a bit more time to spend on it, uh, they could have done a lot more. But um, you know, given that it's a small studio that's released it and and, and stuff like that, it's absolutely a, a miracle that they've made the game as good as it is and and as fun it is as it is. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm looking forward to, to playing it. It looks beautiful. And my graphic novel mention: um, the comic book series of this was released over the course of 2019 and 2020. Uh, but they released a graphic novel of it back in October of this year. Um, it's DC Comics. It's a uh, Green Lantern, but Green Lantern with a difference. Um, it's written by N.K. Jemisin and um, the the artist the artist Jamal Campbell, and it's called Far Sector. And basically, it's it's a Green Lantern story with a difference because it's a new Green Lantern. Um, and, and the, the basically uh, the, the synopsis is as follows: uh, Chosen Green Lantern Sojourner Joe Mongin has been protecting the city of Endoring, a massive metropolis of 20 billion people. The city has maintained peace for over 500 years by stripping its citizens of their ability to feel. As a result, violent crime is virtually unheard of and murder is non-existent. Well, that's all about to change. And basically, um, a murder happens and Joe's called in to investigate it. And it turns out that, you know, the the, the political system and, and stuff like that in this in this world, it's a... Um, it's it's kind of a complex web, but the 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 uh, the long and the short of it is is in this uh, world where emotion has been stripped of its people, it's gone to a point where they're using a recreational drug to get back the ability to feel. Well, that would make sense. I mean, that's just basic human nature trying to make us go against our nature. It's not going to end well. <laughs> You know, and um, and that that's kind of like uh, the the scheme of it, and um, and and it just turn, turns out that you know 
one of one one of the politicians is kind of sympathetic to it all. Um, it's 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 really it's a it's quite a complex complex story. Uh, the art is fantastic, and uh, the characterization of uh, of Joel Mullen. Uh, I'm not sure how it's enunciated. It's it's spelled M U L E I N. Um, but the the characterization she 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 comes across as you know, as quite likable, a little bit of a smart ass, which is always good. So I like I like my characters to be a little bit of a smart ass. It's so like endears them to me. <laughs> Um, and it makes quite it makes um clever use of the of the sci-fi world um in order to make a few sort of like comments on 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 issues such as black guys matter and um you know uh, and and, um, and and um and other issues like that. Cool. Well, that's really cool. It sounds like it'd be really interesting. I'll have to check that out sometime. Sounds more sci-fi than superhero. So. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. Thanks for letting us know about it. And uh, that came out in October. It's called Far Sector. Far Sector. That's what's so cool about this. We we can learn something, check out that we wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. Hopefully, all of our listeners will feel that way too. I'm watching Free Guy tonight. Yeah, we might. <laughs> Except I'm gonna call it the Free Guy. The Free Guy. <laughs> well, we're all a little loose on uh, uh, names of things tonight. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark's always is, and I've, it's a habit. I think I've started to pick up. For being with them so long, <laughs> I, I want to see a crossover of the Four Guy and Three Guy. Ah, I used to watch the Four Guy as a kid. Oh yeah, I don't know. Four go, he had a big monster truck thing, and it was it was uh, Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Majors. It was in it. He was a stunt oh, man. He was a stunt man who did not have to show his naked butt or or penis. Or it, it was yeah. yeah they did uh, not he, want to show Marks his butt. They wanted got, to show. He probably got paid more than one hundred fifty. Yeah, they wanted to show an even better angle of him, which again, no one but me is going to see. <laughs> I think I paid quite a bit for the uh, for the intro scene where he's in the bath and he's playing with his rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> is that a euphemism? I honestly it sounds can't really tell. dirty. What you talked about? <laughs> I really can't tell. <laughs> In the opening credits. Oh, it's <laughs> real. Okay, all right. Sat, sat in a hot tub and he's playing with a rubber duck in the hot a tub. A hot tub or a bubble bath? It's a hot tub. A hot it's tub. outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I watched it when I was a kid. I don't remember it very well anymore. Um, I, I, I vaguely remember certain certain things about it in certain episodes, and you know, but yeah, I remember the six million dollar man a lot more. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I remember him more from the Big Valley. Of course so. you would. Yeah, I know. Western. Shocking. <laughs> all right. Well, is that everybody? I think we got everything in. Good Thank you, everybody, for for all your work and showing up and being so entertaining. And yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. Can we give some uh, links out before we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Let's say where we can find every everybody. Won't you so, start with our guests, uh, Jeff, and then Ka- Catherine, and, and then Ian and I will do it. Um, all right. So sorry, there was a whole bunch of smiley faces that just came on our Skype call. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> It's cool. Uh, giving you a round of applause. Oh, thanks, Yay, Ian. I appreciate thank it. You. Uh, you can uh, find my stuff at supergeekedup.com. I do a weekly uh, geeky improv comedy show at 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Marks and Julie actually were just on recently. Woo-hoo. And uh, to talk dragons of a different tale. Speaking of that, of course, you can see my story, Wailing and the Water Dragon, in that anthology, which you can get at your favorite book retailer. My super knocked up Kindle Vela series. You can also find it supergeekedup.com, which is a superhero action comedy series. And if you like geek erotica, I write that under a pen name. It's RileyRoseErotica.com. Parodies of stuff like Lara Croft and uh, G.I. Joe and Knight Rider, all that good stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, Star Trek The Next Penetration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're actually, I haven't actually done one of like a sci fi one like Star Trek yet, mm-hmm. so you're giving me some ideas. I liked Star Trek Voyeur. That was a good one. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Star Trek Voyeur isn't copyrighted, but Star Trek The Next Penetration and Star Trek Deep Throat Nine are. <laughs> oh, but Mark's oh. in Deep Space 69, so maybe that's available. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, my goodness. I imagine that is. Okay, so Kat. And I've, sure. not, seen, I've not seen them. Sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, right. sure. We, we sure, don't sure. believe you anymore. Okay. <laughs> he just he just did research for the for he the was just yeah. Yeah. He wanted to make sure he, he yeah. win another yeah. legal stats <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you're next all right uh, you can find me online at suggestionize on twitter and instagram and then uh at shatteredworldcreations.com uh for my blog which is temporarily down but will be up very soon <laughs> Maybe by the time this airs, it'll already be back up. Exactly. Maybe. By the, the by the time this airs, it should be up and uh, running again. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. And you can also read her story in Dragons of a Different Tale as well. Yeah. What was the title again? Yeah. <laughs> the Racing Dragons of Brooklyn, I think. <laughs> no, the Dragon Racing Club of Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Dragon Racing Club. Just look for the word Brooklyn. <laughs> There, it's in Brooklyn. They're race, racing dragons. Yeah, I can sympathize. When Marks and I did our web series, Reality on Demand, we co-wrote it. So, like, I would sometimes show up on set, and then I'd, but I would be remembering the lines from the previous uh, incarnation. You know, like we rewrote it, and I would be remembering the lines from before we rewrote it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh shoot, no, that was the previous version. <laughs> this is the new version. I guess the important thing is dragons of a different tale. You will find my story the in there, and there are some the racing, yeah, and there's some sort of title yeah. Yeah. with yeah. racing and with Brooklyn. So there you go, Catherine Dow, yeah. and and Marks and I, Julie, we have uh, our short story, Wild, a Wild Beast of the West. In Dragons of a Different Tale, we also are um, co-hosts on Genretainment. And go ahead and let everybody know where we can find genretainment.com. And then you can find Marks a bunch of other places. And you can find me at MarksPio.com. We also have CabotCrossing.com, which is a publishing company. And um, uh, That's C-A-B-B-I-T, as in cat and rabbit. Yeah. We like to merge things together, apparently, and everything. (laughs) It's genre entertainment. Genretainment. Yes. Um, and then uh, the link for we can find the links there too. But otherwise, books to read dot com slash dragons tale is the link. We'll take you to all the vendors to uh, to buy the book. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Mr. Marks, and that covers me. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. And then Ian. Okay. Well, um, I'm really simple. Um, you know. Yeah. I know. I'm, I am really simple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. You can tell. You can, you can find me at a sci fi post.net. Awesome. Awesome. And if you're listening to this, you may already be there. Yeah. Find SAP Now podcast and lots of news and reviews, right? And yes. And sci fi pulse. Yep. Um, and um, on, we also have a Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com forward slash sci fi post. Awesome. It's wonderful. Thank you, right. everybody, for being yes. here. Thanks for having Mer- us. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for and having us. New Thank year. you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I'm gonna I'm about to celebrate turning twenty-five tomorrow. So. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> again. <laughs> yes, please do enjoy. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>